Bye. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome to the front porch, ladies and gentlemen. We are here once again. Fellows are on the front porch. We are sitting here. And man, we have a discussion for you today. Today we 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 have so many things going on that I, I'm 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 baffled. I'm stuttering because I know this conversation is going to be rich. With that, we have something special for you today. And so, for those of you who have been listening to us, wherever you are, Texas, Florida, uh, California, all over the country, all over the world, we want to start off by saying thank you being a part of our podcast and listening to us we could not do this without you we are definitely looking from where you are from and we are excited that you decided to be with us but today we have a conversation that we think that's going to be um uh prevalent to who we are and who we who we need to be and so today we're going to start talking about relationships but we're going to start talking about relationships from the fact of how to be in relationship with yourself, how to grow yourself, how to develop yourself spiritually, physically, mentally, and all of those things. And so I'm just going to pause just for a few moments, let all the fellas introduce themselves. But then right before, uh, excuse me, right after they introduce themselves, then I am going to introduce um, our, our special guest. Amen. So fellas, go ahead. What's up? Good morning, everybody. This is Nick. Glad to be here this morning. Hope we have, you know, well, I know we're going to have a rich conversation, man. I'm looking forward to it. Hey, this is Greg, man. I'm, uh, I'm just glad to be back on the porch, man. I, I enjoy every minute of it. So, uh, Yes, and uh, this is Warren. I'm glad to uh, be back on the front porch. Looking forward to this great conversation that we will have today. Yes, and with all that being said, gentlemen, we welcome you, of course, to the front porch. And we have a special guest. I say special guest because this young man here means a lot to me, and he has been a part of my life for multiple years now. None other than my brother, Ishmael, Ishmael Mingo. We invited him to come to the front porch. We have not yet had a guest, and so for him to be able to be invited to this uh, podcast to talk about relationships, I thought that within the experience and the life experience that he has had, that he would be very vital and and and, and key to the discussion we're having today. So, Brother Ishmael, would you just at least say hi to the people? <laughs> yeah, like you said, it's Brother Ishmael. I just want to say hello to everyone and thank you for having me here on your platform. And uh, I'm looking forward to nothing but knowledge, wisdom, and understanding being shared. That is awesome. That is awesome. So, gentlemen, we are talking about... Um, relationships and how you can be in relationship with each other and, um, and but more importantly first of all what does it mean to be the better you what does it mean to be the better you what does that look like what what does the building yourself up look like I mean we're always striving to be better we're always striving to do something with ourselves but what does that look like being in a good relationship and a good space with yourself. Anybody want to talk about that? Um, I don't know how we do this, but I'll jump right in, you know, because <laughs> I'll be this. Uh, relate to self, for, for me, there's an inside you and there's an outside you. And in this society, actually, and just in life in general, we're kind of 
get caught up with culture, traditions, and, and, and society where they look at you to look outward. And, and basically, um, when you look outward, you're actually taking in information, processing this data, and you're responding to the environment, you know, uh, people, places, and things. And you really don't get a chance to uh, express things from inside out. You know what I mean? Uh, like I said, you know, the kingdom of heaven is within. That's that's so true on so many levels. So the chemist uh, saying is to know thyself. And that's that's the part that I think a lot of people coming out of the gate don't get. You know, I didn't get it coming out of the gate. Because, <clears throat> um, you know, we was taught uh, outward, you know. So to be the better you, to answer your question, from my perspective, um, you definitely got to know thyself. You know, that's, that's your weakness and your strengths, um, how you relate, where you come from, what motivates you, uh, what inspires you, what moves you, um, uh, how you relate to family, friends. I mean, everything that goes on around you is, is really a reflection of the inside you. But most people don't go inside. You know, we're not taught how to go inside, you know. So, uh, and it's an everyday process, you know. It's, it's definitely everyday. <laughs> you, know. you know what? You know what, Ishmael? I, 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 I sit back and, and I, as I look throughout the world and I look throughout my environment, one of the things that I always recognize is that there are people who, you know, once an individual shows up in that space or shows up in that environment that they are in, they're always looking to size you up and right, right. put you within their their scope. And so, you know, fellas, I mean, you know, to know thyself, what, what does that mean? I mean, do you when when did you realize that you knew yourself, or when you were working on um, that road? I mean, you were even on that road. I mean, for me, I mean, I, I did not, I was not taught that in, as a child. I, I was taught from the outside in as opposed to the inside out. And so, I mean, when I found that journey, I got on that journey and I stayed on that journey. And I think all of us are on that journey. But, you know, when did you discover that you were either outside in thinking or inside out thinking? Go at your own pace. Let me <laughs> let me let me say this. I could tell you when I realized I didn't know me. Okay, and I could, you know, I could, and I could tell you what happened. Um, I had been married before, uh, and um, I had two kids in that first uh, marriage, and um, I noticed that all my relationships, because we ended up getting a divorce, I realized all my relationships was turned out the same way. And I just, you know, me, I'm a thinker, man. I think, and I'm trying to figure out why it's still happening like this, you know. <clears throat> and then plus I was getting meaner because I was getting bitter because life was just wasn't fair to me, you know. Anyway, I went to talk to a counselor, okay? And as I was talking to her, she began to pull on some things from my childhood. That hold, on, I, hold on, hold on. You, a black man, an African-American man, went to talk to a counselor? Uh, it was going to be that or me going to jail. Or getting killed by somebody. So, oh, <laughs> sell out. No, I'm just playing. <laughs> I'm just playing. Well, 
<laughs> but just I'm 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 a counselor, so I, I feel you, man. Go ahead. Go yeah. Ahead. Well, <laughs> as I was talking to her, she began to pull on some things uh, from my childhood, and I didn't realize there were issues, man. Uh, but what had happened? I had learned to put them, you know, su supposedly out of the way. I wasn't thinking about them. But as she pulled them up, I'm sitting in her office, a grown man now, weeping like a baby. And I realized I got issues, okay, that I had for, for so long, you know, they, they, they um, traumatized me. And I just learned to deal with them. That's just the way things are. You know, that's the way I was thinking. And so, you know, next and I would go on not realizing I had some issues. And so um, because all my relationships were trying the same way and I realized that it couldn't have been their fault always. I, that was a different person, different time, different even state, but it's the same thing all the time. And <laughs> well, yeah, of course I was attracted to the same type of people, but it was something in me that was causing that to happen. Not, not that they were bad people. It's just that I had issues that I had not dealt with. So I realized I had to learn Warren Hoskins. I had to learn who this guy is. Then I had to start working on building myself up. Um, I, I remember uh, rem um, trying to control other folks' lives <laughs> and uh, not really understanding that if I'm constantly chasing behind you, and trying to find out who you're talking to and who's calling you and all this, all that mess. If I'm constantly doing that, I ain't got time to take care of me. You understand know what I'm saying? So I had to just, all that junk, I had to throw it out and say, okay, let me start back from scratch. And and y'all don't realize, but that's pretty much where you all got, y'all came in, man. Y'all helped me because we all had the issues and realize that, okay, we all got problems, you know, but when you think you're the only one, it's, it, 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 it's more difficult for you to uh, go and try to get some help. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna say this. Um, I, I don't, I think from our environment, you know, who we, from the beginning shapes how we think, what we what we are, you know, because um, as, as, as we're coming up, we always, was told what to think, how to act, you know, this, this, this is, this, you know, cause we all got our own clans, you know, the rough clan don't, don't, don't do that. You know what I'm saying? We, we don't, we don't, we don't act like that. We don't do this. We don't say that, you know? So wherever you come from, you know, th that don't happen in our family. So we, we, we too busy trying to fit into this group, uh, fit into who we are, fit into being a black man, fit into being a black person, you know, you follow what I'm saying? So we never, I don't think we ever get to the point of trying to realizing who we are because we're too busy trying to fit in to what's going on around us and, and who people say we are. Um, I think that for a whole lot, a lot of times that, that shapes us. And that's where until we get ourselves, I guess, in a bind, in a situation. And for me, it took as well as, as like Warren was saying, it took for me to get into uh, relationships for me to, to realize who I am, what I want, you know, for so long, you know, you, you, uh, my, 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 my shape of what, what things were is what I saw, what my mom and dad did, how they, how their relationships was, how my grandparents were, you know, that's, and, and, and not 
took the time to uh, think about what I wanted, who I am. So I think that's that's the reason why it takes us so long to uh, get to that point. Because there's so much environment around that shapes us. You know, that's that's why we 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 don't. You know, like I said, until we get into a situation that causes us to say, "Hey, you know, what what you know, what, why, why why am I like I am? Why do I do what I do?" Until that comes, that's 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 why it takes us so long to get there. Brother Ira, you quiet over there, man. Are you, are you thinking? Or what's going on, man? You know how you, you start to write a paragraph and you scratch one line out every time? Every time one of the brothers speak, I have to scratch that first line out. I'm starting over every time one brother speaks. So, yeah, I'm thinking, and, you know, and it seemed like the but you know, the song is on repeat every time one of the brothers speak. We say the same thing. It seemed like, you know, for this for this conversation, like brothers go through the same process. You know, so I I can't even I'm I'm trying to think, you know, was my journey any different? And and, and I keep coming up with the same same answer. No, I um I realized I went through a divorce and I realized at that point that, you know, everything I was doing was toxic. You know what I'm saying? And I had to get to a point where I had to stop blaming people on the outside. And I had to turn and look at myself. And you got to realize that, like Warren said, you, you know, energy attracts energy. If you have a negative energy, you're going to draw negative energy. You know what I'm saying? And I realized I was drawing negative energy because I was a negative person. You know, I when I'm talking to young people these days, I always tell them, I say, you know, when you're talking about, if you're a female, you're talking about this dude ain't this or this girl ain't that. Well, if you're with them, what are you? You know what I'm saying? You can't call somebody else something negative and you're with them at the same time. So that when I started looking at it like that, I started correcting myself because if I, before I started calling my ex-wife a bad name, I have to look at myself, I was with her. You know what I'm saying? So we're occupying the same space at the same time. That means we're somewhat the same. So if I want different, I have to be different. She doesn't have to be different. I have to be different. And when I went through that process, is when I started the journey of, you know, inward growth. I started on this journey of figuring out who I am, what I want to be what I want my children to be, what type of people I want around me. You know what I'm saying? So just like the other brothers, I, I mean, I can't add much to it. It was a relationship as I grew as a man that set me on that path because I'm like, one, you know, I I sit back. When you come from the hood, when we come from a community, but they call it the hood. When you come from that environment, a lot of us, a lot especially that we think a lot. We might be out doing crazy stuff, but we still always think we're trying to figure out. Even if you, you know, you see, you catch a dude on the corner trying to figure out his next move. So we always thinking, trying to figure out how we can be better. And, you know, it took a relationship, a bad relationship, and me leaving two kids uh, in a house without me to make me start looking inward. Because now I got to figure out 
how I take care of this house, how I take care of my house. You know what I'm saying? So start had to start juggling. So when you're juggling, you have to figure out how you're gonna handle all three of them things in your hand. So well, I, I know, and that's I know it's on Ronnie, but I got a question, man. It's it, it's it's now I, I I didn't mention it, but I I went through a divorce as well. So so we talked to you know three brothers. So my question uh, is, do you think? It's the black community. Do you think it's how how we're how we're being raised as black men? Not to say it causes us to um, get into the divorce rate, but causes us to um, not seek who we are, not to uh, look on the inner side of ourselves and, and try to figure out who we are. No, I don't. I don't. I don't put it on the black community because I'm one of those people that you know. I I, I read and I study. I understand that how the black community has been affected. Right. You know what I'm saying? Our parents and our grandparents didn't, you know, you don't hear too many of them talking about divorce. They didn't do it. So we didn't see it. Now, I do come from a generation where there were some, you know, single parents, but for the most part in my house, in my community, everyone in around us was married, right? So I, I can't put that on the community. I have to put that on myself. Me, you got to realize too, because the 80s, so we're, we're, we're 80 babies. Well, not babies, but we grew up in 80. All of us turned 21 in the 80s. Most of us, anyway, in the 80s. Not Warren. <laughs> yeah, he was, I, think it was, I think Warren was 78, but we ain't gonna get into that. <laughs> we ain't gonna get into that. So remember, in the 80s, it turned into a um, me, me, me environment. I remember the 70s and early 80s when it was a community, it was always about us. And it turned into in the 80s that me, me, me. And I think a lot of us started running after that, that silver piece. And I think that's what, what did it. I don't think it was the community. The community always held down the black family from my point of view, from what I seen. Yeah. I think and it Nick, was what, me. And Nick, can, can, um, can I say this? And believe me, I'm not 100% against desegregation because I think in, in, in some measure there needed to be a desegregation, but desegregation hurt us as a community because we, like Greg said before on one, another one of our uh, broadcasts, he said that we start wanting to be like people that we are not, that's not part of our community. And so we start trying to bring that behavior into our community. I remember coming up, it's just certain things that we was laughing about this, me and my wife, the other night, certain things you could, when you would see something on TV and they talk about somebody doing something just crazy, you know, horrific, you will automatically say that wasn't a black person. Right. You, you used to be able to say that with pretty much, you know, assurity, <laughs> but now you don't know. You know what I'm saying? Cause certain things, you know, but the thing is, is that, because we were a community, certain things we just didn't do because we didn't learn it in our community. Once there was a desegregation, now what's happening is, as Greg said, and that sticks in my mind, we wanna be like, and, and let me use what he's like them, I'll be yeah. honest with you. And we're not racist whatsoever. I'm just, we just, we wanna speak truth. And this is, um, this is just a conversation that 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 needs to be had. Uh, certain things we just didn't used to do as a community. Um, and plus, within that community, 
if I was in the street showing my behind, I got whooped and went home and got, nothing, got my behind whooped again because we were a community. They bought that African mentality with them to the United States and eventually it's been lost. Well, I'm, a, I'm going to give y'all a homework assignment. Look up W.E.B. Du Bois. I think it was his last speech at Johnson C. Smith. Uh, and what you said, Warren, he spoke to that. But integration will cause these problems to the black community. And, and he everything you list from education to community, we will lose everything. And remember the last time we talked, I spoke to y'all about Josiah Ross, right? Turn of the 19th century. Now, we have to realize that we always wanted the two terms, desegregation, integration, two different things. Desegregation is a legal term, meaning if you get a white school 10,000, a black school get 10,000, right? Separate but equal, desegregation. We can move about the same way. Integration means I come into yours, I give up everything I have hmm. and take on your, your image. We took, they somehow channeled us into integration. We got away from desegregation. We went into integration and now look at where we at. So yeah. look up that W.B. Du Bois, Johnson C. Smith, right up the street. Last speech he talked about that for, at the end of his life, that was, I think the last speech he gave. Well, so you're right. And, and then, so let's, let me ask you this then. Is it wrong to say we need to learn about ourselves as black Americans? No, it's not because we have, we're so rich in culture and history. There's so many things we have done. You gotta look at it like this. Why do you ask a child what do you wanna be when he grows up? Because you, you want to see what, basically what impresses him, what inspires him or her, excuse me, let me, let me put both. What inspired them, you know? In our community, I give you an example. When I was coming up, everybody, every boy wanted to be a mason. Why? Because we always saw the masons putting that work in, in the community. Protecting the community, feeding the community, doing that work. Right? That's not, that, that might be a Southern thing, a thing down South with black people, but it done got to the point now where cats talk greasy about the masons because they heard something about what the white masons were doing. Now understanding that it's two different, black and the white. But now you got black kids talking about, oh man, you a mason. It done went from protecting and serving the community to black men, young black you to my, no man, y'all be doing, it's, once again, integration, feeding our kids and our youth the information they want them to have. And then they start turning around looking at us like we got the wrong information. So yeah, we need to get back to knowing ourselves, understanding ourselves, and building ourselves. That's right. So, so the in integration that's 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 a that's a good point to bring up, uh, brother Nick. So when you look at the history, like for example, Black Wall Street, when you look at how the integration was actually, why why they decided to do integration, really. Behind the scenes, it was driven by money. You know, uh, our dollars, and we are different people. You know, um, 
I'm not racist by no stretch of imagination. I've been around all these different cultures. Um, I was a military brat, so I went to school with all different races. You know, military was its own community um, and dated outside of my race, you know, in high school. And, uh, and I'm also part of that club of I've been divorced too. So similar path, you know, we all have experienced some of the same thing. But back that integration, that was driven by money. Um, so if you, they needed our money, right? And they also needed our energy. They needed our, our, our culture. They needed everything that we had to bring to the table. And that goes all the way back to our ancestors. Um, we are the elites, really, you know, African-Americans. And that's been hidden from us since we was brought over here. But some of our ancestors knew that even they came over here. So to divide the family was part of their ploy. So if you if you ever heard of the, the, the Willie the Willie Lynch letters, that was by design was to break up the black family, starting by basically uh, taking the man out of the home psychologically, and some of the things that they did, especially in slavery, was basically you beat the man, emasculate the man, you make the man look like he can't take care of the family in front of the woman and kids. You know what I mean? So in this society, you know. When, when you look at integration, you look at the money driving the society. America is a big corporation. It's the United States of America. But at the same time, this is a place where money is, is actually is, is, is made and it actually circulates through the society. And money is what drives America. You know, everything that's going on right now, some way, shape, or form has to do with money. Um, I've been privy you know, privy behind the scenes to see some things by being in the military, being in Iraq and Afghanistan, to know that, for one, the media don't always put the truth out there. You know, CNN, definitely one of them that don't put the truth out there. But I can see some things that I've experienced that they blatantly told that wasn't true. So, but I don't want to go, you know, too off, you know, course when we're talking about relationships, but all this stuff tied together. But when you look at the African-American community, it was by design to break up the community. You know, we was raised, our, the community will raise a child. Just like in, in Africa, they say a village, it takes a village to raise a child. That's how we was brought up. My grandma doing Southside, she was the strength of the family. And that doesn't take anything away from the men, you know, but in my family, the women were, were the strength. They, they held, they were the glue that held it together. Um, but if you look at, you know, how did the black man get out of the family? You know, that was the, by design, you know, because the strength that we have, you know, they had to pull us out because if you had the black man and the black woman together, standing together and birthing children with that mindset that come from my ancestors, they can't break that. So it was by design. But gentlemen, we, we, we the, the conversation is definitely enriched and I think everything that is that we're talking about is definitely powerful. But how do we get to the place that we learn to build ourselves, even though we have been targeted and been put out of the home, even though we've been targeted and demonized, even though we've been targeted and seen less as less than, even though we've been um, used as a um, propaganda, Nick, where the economic factor of, of, of 
of society has been used through us. We all know it. Prison is big business, but a large population of prisoners are African-American men who have yet to either know themselves or know themselves and got caught up in something improper, causing them to to become incarcerated. You know, so how, how do we build ourselves? I mean, we 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 are in a place where we're in our you know we're in our fifties, we're we're in our late forties. We we're at a place where we know now we've seen enough in life that we know what how we got corralled into doing something or corralled into something. How then do we look back and say to the younger generation, you got to learn to build yourself? Because here's what you, you kind of hit on it. One of the things we do is you say, where do you want to be when you grow up? Well, the, the our society tells us you got to go to school and you got to, that's the only way you're going to figure out who you are when you grow up. And we know within our society, there are many people who didn't have what we call a formal education or some of the most brilliant people in our community and they came up with some of the greatest things and they didn't have the PhD. So, I mean, so how do we build ourselves? I, I agree. It is through education. I agree. It is through having a, a level of economic freedom. I agree. It is having relationships, but how do I build me as a man so that when I get money, I know how to manage my money. When I'm in a relationship, that I know how to manage the relationship. How do I how do I build me? What what tools do I use to do that? And so before we go any further, I, I, I just want us to kind of think about that. But we're gonna take a break while you think about that. And when we take this break and come back, we're gonna open up the floor. Gentlemen, feel free to jump in, jump over somebody in the conversation. This is the conversation that we need to have about building ourselves. And when we come back, I'm going to ask that question again. And I am looking for some enriched conversation. We'll be back. And we are back. <laughs> we are mm -hmm. back and we are back to this conversation. And we are want to say thank you again for those of you who are listening in. And we're talking about being a better person and being stronger and, and, and being encouraged in ourselves. And even before we get in relationship with anybody else. So, gentlemen, I'm putting out there. I'm challenging you. The list that's have an enriched dialogue going forward. And feel free to if you just tap somebody in, you can see that somebody ready to say something, feel free to let them in the conversation. <laughs> and so that we don't have to be like waiting on the next person. Feel free. Uh, so I'm, I'm a, let me, uh, let me say mind. something right quick. Go oh, ahead, sir. I haven't jumped on you already. Back up. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I see Warren trying to speak. I'm going to speak first. Hey, I'm about to slide in there. Wait, wait a minute. Wait, wait, wait a minute. Now, y'all know I'm the elder. I'm the elder. All right. All right. All right. I back down. <laughs> Go ahead, sir. Go ahead, sir. <laughs> now, but listen, though, uh, uh, when you was talking, you know, what came to my mind was uh, what Jesus said to the uh, church at uh, um, uh, Ephesus. As uh, after he had told you know talked to them about the things that they were doing good, he, he come back and say, nevertheless, I have some what all against thee, right? And he told them the things, but he told them this: remember from whence thou hast fallen, and repent and do the first work. So 
I know I'm gonna take it out of contact, but it's a truth that can be used out of contact, okay? So I'm not trying to do damage to the scripture. What we have to do is remember. That's why education about black history, American history, that's important. We gotta remember from whence we have fallen. And we as parents, we need to tell our children about the time when it used to be like. You understand what I'm saying? Remember from whence thou has fallen and realize that I, we've made a mistake as a race. Turn around, do the first work. Ain't nothing changed except we've tried to be who we are not. Let's go back to being who we are. That's where we come in in the play. And we have to remind our children, this is who we are. That's fire right there. <laughs> I wasn't going to scripture, but I was going in that angle, but okay. <laughs> Our thing is truth. We like Warren say, I was my term was gonna be truth. We have to get back to truth. No matter what we in the last 402 years, right? No matter what they've done to us, what we've been through, we've been able to tap into something spiritual that elevated us above anything else. No matter what you're claiming, no matter what the other one claimed, we tapped into something as a unit and it elevated us. Well, over the last, I'm gonna say 30 years, they tried to untap us by keeping that mind busy, keeping it the kids. You know, I, I tell my, my, my children now about my, don't ever tell my grandchildren that they could be anything. We had this conversation, right? That's one of the things we can stop. Stop telling your kids they can be anything. Get back to telling the kids the truth about who we are. One, I mean, that's why I like one to go before me. I would be thinking, uh, <laughs> I'm maybe still in my flame, but I'm going <laughs> to ride with him. But we have to get back to the truth. The truth is we are a unique people. Very I've much. said this before. There are no other group of people on the earth like us. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Those last 402 years made us a unique set group of people. And we've got to get back to our work and stop trying to be like the other ones. Stop intermingling. I'm just going to call it what it is. Right. Stop intermingling. Look, I don't, you, you know, you, you guys know, you never hear me say I'm not racist. One, because I can't be racist. If you're black in America, you can't be racist. Racist is a term where we don't have control over no group of people. I could be prejudiced, meaning I like Ben and Jerry over something else, but I can't be racist because I cannot control, I don't control where white people live, where they get their money, where they eat, where they go to school. I don't control it, so I can't be racist. So I don't ever use that term, I'm not racist. I say I'm not prejudiced, right? Saying that we have to stop intermingling. It is what it is, man. I don't know other way to put it because it, it, it is it is causing us to go in a direction that is not for us, that is damaging us. Mm -hmm. Show me where it's not damaging us and I'll step back. Show me where it's elevating us, I'll step back, I'll applaud. But until that point, gotta stop intermingling, man. Stop taking up. And, and when I say intermingling, I mean taking on their identity. Mm -hmm. That's right. Right, well, like we want to say, used to be a time, man, you see that? 
<laughs> well, you know that was a white boy. You know <laughs> it wasn't us. Right. Now that we're intermingling, you're like, oh, Lord. Now you're hearing about, you know, suicide rates among black teens high. Why you keep, when it, that's, you know, that's disrespectful. And I'm going to say it, and, and, and I say it with respect, and I say it with, with, with empathy to those who have lost someone. And I, and I say it as humble as possible because I know the trauma we have been under. So we have to teach our children in even going through what they're going through, do not take your own life. Do not disrespect your ancestors like that because they chose to live so that you could live. That's how I try to give it to them. They chose to live, they suffered, they took those lashes so that you could be here. So make it through what you're going through and don't think about or take on the thought of taking your own life. We have to teach, get the teaching our kids that because that, that was never in them. We always understood what we went through. We understood great, listen, I touched my great grandmother who was born in the 1800s. I sat on her lap, I ate at her table. So we ain't that far removed. I knew what she went through, Jim Crow. Her parents were slaves. I knew this. I heard the words. I got the kisses. So we have to teach our kids that you're not far removed. Try to hold, what they say, just tie a knot and hold on. Yeah, you hit it, bro. You hit it on the head. Uh, true. I, I, was, it's, I think it's more than one thing as far as the solution. But first, yeah, identifying the problem is where you got to uh, start because we already had a solution. You know what I mean? So the truth, I also add in there the knowledge and I also add in there love. Um, love is the strongest force that we have amongst humanity. And we are the most loving people, period. That's our people, black people. Um, the strength of the family has never died. It just was put on hold. And we were distracted, but only mentally, psychologically. Um, but you can't kill love. You know what I mean? Um, but, the, but the thing about the, when you say the truth, the truth is right. I think the knowledge, and that's when you say go back and tell, you know, tell the young ones, tell your story, but also teach them true black history, not what we was taught in school, because that's not true black history. So um, the young generation, yeah, we, we identify the problem, we share the knowledge of the truth, and that's definitely doing that out of love. You know what I mean? Uh, it, it, it's, not, it's not that hard to do. But when we open up, you do definitely got to know thyself. You got to start with self. And when I say, you know, go inside, um, one of the practices that I do is the meditation. There's an, in, there's an inner world that our ancestors practice meditation, you know, and, and this, and we got proof with that, you know, um, this stuff, this, even religions were birthed from Kemet, you know, Egypt. When I say Kemet, I mean Egypt. So when you look at that, we've already, all, we always had the solution, our people. Uh, we were the first people that was created, to be honest with you, and history has proven that too. So we've been lied to a lot, you know, as far as our identity. So. Our identity is, is what needs to be rebirthed to the young generation to let them know who they are and how powerful they are. And yeah, we can't be like them because we're not them. They're just not our kind. You know what I mean? I learned that just by being around them. You know, the energy don't even vibrate at the same level. You know, that thought process, the things that they do, the things that they like, you know, uh, 
every country I've been to, I can learn about that culture from two things. And that's the food and their women. How the men treat their women and the food that they eat. You know what I mean? Um, everywhere I went, you know, they had their own way of worshiping God. You know, we call it religion, but it's much deeper than that. You know, it's not just religion. It's, it's, it's how they actually uh, express their own God in them. You know what I mean? And what I what I've learned just through studying religion, practicing religion, is every book. And then you you touched on the Masonic Order, which is I'm gonna come back to that. Um, has that truth in it? You know what I mean? It, the truth is in that book, but you have to live the truth in order to experience what that is. You know what I mean? So you can't just read about it and be about it. You gotta actually do it. It takes action. You know, um, our our people have become so lazy in our research that's in the actual reading, you know, that's the knowledge part and then the application of that knowledge, which brings the understanding. So um, for me, like with my kids, I, I like to make it, not to make it fun because it's hard to make like that kind of knowledge fun because it's a serious thing, you know what I mean? But I do use humor when I, when I deal with my kids in the younger generation and then I hit them with that knowledge because you have to give them to open up because I mean, what, what's actually killing our young generation is this, this thing right here. I don't know if you guys can see that, you know, the phone, right? Uh, they're glued to it, but that's the mental part of it. You know, it keeps them, keeps that mind moving, keep it engaged. But what's deeper than the mind actually is the heart. That's the powerful part. This right here beats electromagnetically, which is connected to the universe. It's all the time going, you know what I mean? So, and, and God speaks to your heart, not to your mind, it's to your heart. So we have to teach these practices that our ancestors actually did back in the day. Um, so yeah, the answer, yeah, the answer is, is, is within us, but we actually have to do more. You know, it's, it's more required of us brothers, not just us five brothers right here, but you know, just all the brothers, you know, because like I say, everybody got a story to tell, but our people are not talking. They're not doing the research. They're not seeking that knowledge, you know, and then there's this thing, element of fear. Like in the workplace, I see it a lot. People are, are fearful to talk because of the consequences. True, indeed, I can't go to Gulfstream and just start talking about, you know, Kemet, you know, it's going to offend somebody, you know what I mean? But I draw to me my like kind. You're attracted to your kind. You know, so, and it doesn't matter to me who wants to know this knowledge, you know, but it's just so happy people that are drawn to me are my kind, you know what I mean? So I, I just speak from my heart and, and people listen because they want to know, but to be honest with you, they don't want to do the work. You know what I mean? I learned from my mom who hated to read. My mom would, would watch a movie. She's like, I'd rather just wait and make a movie about it. Then I'll, I'll watch the movie instead of read the book. I'm like, come on, mom. So, I mean, we, it takes time. It takes effort and energy to do this research. And that's, uh, that's where our people is, is really lacking and really sacrificing that time. You know what I mean? The everyday distractions, yeah, life happens. It does. But you have to do this great work for yourself, and then people can see it. They can pick it up when they come in your presence, that you have a light or energy about you. And then they want to be drawn to you, and they, don't, they just want to know your story. You know what I mean? And that helps open them up. And that gets them intrigued. 
and curious about, hey, well, what is it that you're reading? What is it that, you know, you're doing? You know, how do you get to where you're at? You know, uh, so you gotta just, you have to live that truth, you know, and, and in that living that truth, the knowledge will be birthed through you. And that is the love, you know, and that's the Christ principle too, to be honest with you. Um, in the military, a lot, a lot of knowledge was hidden within the Masonic order. Big in the military, you know, big, you know, uh, our brothers, you know, Prince Hall affiliated, and yes, they are different Masons um, down here in Savannah, which a lot of them came in, a lot of people don't know the history that down here, but me being in Charleston and Savannah, living in both of those places, the Masonic order, they came in and ported right here in Savannah. And I know white and black Masons, you know, whether they're Prince Hall affiliated, Scottish right. To me, it doesn't really matter because knowledge, you know, it all comes from Kim anyway. So when I have these conversations with them, it's, it's sharing knowledge, but they have, the knowledge is not something that's hidden anymore because this is the information age right now.